enjoy pulling the lion's tail and telling us that reason is useless and isn't going to help you. But of course, if he were really to uh, to abandon reason, his book would be blah, 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 blah. But it's not. See, the problem is nobody, I mean, the idea of getting rid of reason or abandoning reason is a bluff. Nobody can do it. On the other hand, it's a danger to turn reason into a new god. Reason should work for us, not us for reason. Now, what would have happened if uh, Abraham had been reasonable? He probably would have done the Kantian thing and asked God for some ID. Right. But that reason would be an enormous impertinence, according to Kierkegaard. Apparently, when you encounter God, you know it. And there's no question to have about it. So there's no need for ID. And we have the authority of the Bible itself that God told him to go kill his son. Now, there are some strange parts about this. I've actually gone back and read it. I actually brought together uh, a couple of rabbis and I mean who really know their stuff with uh, my friend Tredema and my friend uh, who's the tall guy I lose the name uh, uh, it'll come to me but uh, none of us could make much progress on this story um, it doesn't seem to make any sense if killing a child is a sin and I gotta think it is then how can God require someone to do that? If it's not a sin, then nothing is a sin. And uh, what it means is, even though it doesn't make sense, you place your faith in God and take your chances. And everybody else takes their chances. Um, But, of course, since God knew the outcome in advance... It, there isn't all that much suspense in this for him. So why? Why then do this? And no one knows. It doesn't really make any sense. But without this, you don't get God's covenant with mankind. You don't get um, Jewish, Christian, Islamic monotheism. <coughs> Which leaves us with a problem. What's the relationship between faith and reason? Catholics want faith and reason. It's a hard task to do, maybe impossible. Uh, certain Protestant sects want just faith. You know, faith alone, which is what Luther talked about. And of course, those that have abandoned Christianity because it requires faith have become scientific materialists, 20th century, 21st century analog of Lucretius. Right? Um... All of them have their problems. Uh, naturalism is going to lead you to a, a hedonic ethics. In other words, where ethics is pleasure. It's also going to isolate you because you don't feel other people's pleasure and pain. It's the loneliest of choices. Um, about getting rid of reason, that's something that uh, a church father, a doctor of the church named Tertullian argued for. Uh, he was a North African thinker, 
uh, in the uh, third century, and uh, he just it, one of the famous quotes is, "What does Athens have to do with Jerusalem? Nothing. Get this crap out of here." Well, the problem is though. He's writing a book, trying to persuade us of stuff, and you can't do that without <laughs> jumping into the pool of reason. So he's contradicting himself. On the other hand, there was a guy roughly contemporaneous. His name was uh, Origen. He lived in Alexandria, and because he was he was uh, very favorably disposed towards Platonism. He wanted to create a, he, living at the same time as Tertullian, he wanted to create a convergence between Christianity and Platonism. But the problem is, um, that doesn't work either. All right? um, there's no passage in the Gospel where Jesus slaps somebody on the back and says, your deep thoughts have saved you. No, what saves you is your faith. So, that doesn't work either. In other words, Augustine was right. You can do all the platonic deep thinking you want, but eventually either you get a conversion experience and an infusion of grace or you don't. How does it work that way? Why does it work that way? That's, an, to me, as far as I can see, insoluble set of 